I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Muses and Stuff. This is the podcast that's all about the dolls. They were the groupies, the wives, the girlfriends, and the muses who played such a huge role in rock and roll history by simply being themselves. They were sweet, sexy, brave, and powerful. They went after what and who they wanted, and they made no apologies. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, how you doing? It is your co-host, Shanti here. I'm going to be doing the intro to this episode all by my lonesome today, um, because Lynx is really sick. She's at home, um, just recovering, resting, because tomorrow we're going to go see Eagles of Death Metal, and groupie girl needs to get some rest. So I'm just going to take this one and go with it. So the episode that I'm introducing is our interview that we did with Fred Penner. And it's short and sweet, and it's so lovely. And for those of you who grew up in Canada and are between the ages of 20 and 35, uh, probably also grew up watching him on television and grew up with his uh, amazing songs and words and all that. I'll get into his formal um, intro in just a moment. But um, I just wanted to let you guys know that even though we have... If you go back into our iTunes or our website where you listen to our episodes, if you go back into the last few episodes, it's all interviews that we did um, at Canadian Music Week. And it was an amazing week. We had such a great time and we got to go to 
some really fantastic shows and we either got to interview all of the bands that we were interested in seeing and interviewing or at the very least make some amazing connections. So I just wanted to let you guys know that we are going to get back into having just Lynx and I together recording, um, talking about some really fantastic, fearless, amazing groupies and muses, um, you know, reading the having read their autobiographies or whatever. So don't worry, that's coming back at you as well, those sort of official episodes. But I am curious, uh, what have you guys been enjoying? Do you like the little bit of a mixture between interviewing as well as, or sometimes it doesn't even feel like an interview, it feels more like a conversation with the person that we're talking to, which is the benefit of having a podcast. It's not exact, it doesn't always have to be just about the musician, right? We're allowed to, or we feel like we can have um, the nice opportunity to have a little bit of a back and forth exchange. So what do you guys think? Do you like both are you leaning more towards um just the stories of the of the groupies let us know so we have this episode coming up with fred penner next week we're going to be doing a check-in with agnes demarco which we're super excited about especially because mac is going to be in toronto a few days after that so we thought it was a nice timing just to check in with her of course we'll be at that show um and then after that it'll be back to your you know regular program as usual for a while but the crazy, um, like amazing, awesome thing is, is we have some incredible interviews lined up with these like badass women that we either connected with over like during CMW, um, like Denise Donlin, Denise freaking Donlin. She's such a Canadian fearless feminist trailblazer. And uh, she we had been interacting with her a little bit on Twitter. And then when we went and saw her talk afterwards, we went to get our book signs signed and she saw Lynx and I and she went you guys you guys are rock stars so that made us feel pretty pretty friggin amazing so we're gonna be talking to her um it's one of my favorite Canadian photographers uh she's amazing she'll be on um and we've got all of that coming up and you know it's sometimes I'm like oh this is a problem too many great people in so little time but really just have to take a breath um and it'll all come <laughs> when it like as it unfolds as it naturally will and it's not a bad problem to have having so much awesome material and so many amazing people that are willing and happy to be a part of this process the last thing I'm gonna say about CMW was that it was so much fun um working and hanging out with Eric Alper this guy is amazing. If you have anything to do with um, Canadian music, you will probably already know his name and know him as this kind of guy who does everything. Really great guy, really well-liked, really smart, really fantastic social media presence. And he's just, he's a total feminist. He's got a whole bunch of amazing women working for and around him. And you can tell that he believes in the power of the strong woman. So we really appreciate kind of having him on our side. And um, we just need more men like him, I think, especially in the music industry, who are just champions for, for women working. And so through him, we got to meet some really amazing women who are either managers or you know assistants or working within music, which was great. And then finally, just getting back to you know all of the amazing 
groupies that we saw at all of the shows when you really open up your eyes and you start looking around you go oh look there's that one that's standing at the front of the stage just looking up lovingly at the musician that they're there to see or like um the the women who were wearing the knifey t-shirts that were all there for for one of the guys in the band it's just fantastic and when we asked them hey are you guys groupies without hesitation they went hell yeah so that was really fantastic it was really nice to see that um, so speaking of amazing women doing cool things, I'm just going to give a shout out to this podcast called Dames Not Damsels. And it's just these uh, two badass chicks in Reno who kind of explore um, like women and geekdom and like geek out about uh pretty like pretty cool things actually anything from video games to music and uh i've just discovered it and it's still pretty new but uh it's it's yeah one of my favorites so far so my friends i'm gonna give you mr penner's introduction fred penner is a three-time Juno award-winning singer-songwriter who just released his 13th album which is called hear the music Hear the Music features some pretty cool Canadian artists such as Ron Sexsmith. Actually, Ron Sexsmith hangs out in the same neighborhood that we live and he's always got on like really incredible outfits. I digress. Ron Sexsmith, Alex Cuba, Baja Boulay, The Good Lovelies, Tara Lightfoot, and Alfie Yurvanen, who you might know as Bahamas. We saw Bahamas in Peterborough last summer. <laughs> they were so amazing. And yeah, uh, the album also features backup vocals from his family. And we had a couple of questions about the album, which we get to in the interview. For our American and overseas listeners, um, it's important to know that people my age grew up watching this man on television. And he had the show called Fred Penner's Place. It was on the air for 12 seasons. Um, he, it starts off, he's in nature, he crawls through this wonderful log and he comes out, he's got his guitar and he's got all of these, you know, magical animal friends, just lovely. So we grew up with him. We sang with him and laughed with his puppets and felt comforted by his wisdom and safe in his space. I'm definitely a Fred head. So is Lynx. And you'll learn what that means in the, in the upcoming interview. Um, it was kind of our first time we felt interviewing someone who was like larger than life for us. You know, he's been he's been at this for 45 years and um, he's such a familiar face and, and voice. And then you walk we walked into the Sirius XM studio and then I saw him sitting there and I went, oh, man, like he's really here. Um, but he put us at ease immediately when we met him ron sexsmith describes fred as having a shaman-like quality about him and uh, we totally agree he's beautiful not only on the inside but also on the outside holy moly and he's tall my goodness he's the real deal um He's an inspiration, not only with his message, but his outlook on life, which we get into in our short and sweet chat. He's an ambassador for world, world vision and seeing as we're so very interested in musicians using their power for good, we certainly hope to continue to travel on this journey with Mr. Penner by our side, in our hearts and in our ears. 
I really recommend that you check out his album, hear the music. It's available everywhere music is sold. And you can also tap in to your inner child and really reconnect with what's important. I love you. Thank, for, thank you for listening, everybody. And enjoy the show. Testing one, two, one, Test. two. Is this working? Testing one, two. All right. It looks like it's working. All right. We are here today at the Sirius XM headquarters. That's right. Um, and we have the honor and the pleasure of speaking with Fred Penner. Yay! I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you for being mm, here. Thank my you. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I grew up. Watching you. <laughs> so did I. So did everyone. Pretty much, like Ari and say. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Thank you. We all we all did, and I can I can remember sitting in my living room in Missinabi, Ontario. Yeah. Um, watching you and uh, the like the music and the log and everything, mm. the puppets, everything. So I am a Fred head. Thank you. I'm absolutely and a Fredhead. Proud to be. So, All right. Yes. Proud to two be. Two Fredheads here. Excellent. <laughs> two proud groupies, two proud Fredheads. <laughs> um, one thing I would like to ask you to start off is there are a lot of Fredheads out there, and they might not even know it. Uh, apparently. Could you explain that term? <laughs> Uh, well, apparently, again, uh, after after doing this for multiple decades and connecting with uh, with people from coast to coast and all over North America, uh, I seem to have have wormed my way into into the psyche of a generation. I think part of it is because at the beginning of my of my career, certainly with the television world, um, personality is formed from, as you know, from basically birth to five years old. Fred Penner's place was that from, you know, children as, you know, as, like, as young as the par- parents were prepared to let their kids watch television, kids were put in front, of the, in, in front of the show and they watched me crawl through the log and they watched me interact with them and say hi. How are you? Nice to see you. Let's get the guitar and sing a song. You know, so that whole world was there, and it was all about inclusion. It was all about safety. When you crawled through Fred through that log, virtual log, you were in this environment that I hoped would people would feel a, a, a security, a safety inside of that because it was hidden away, kind of thing. And uh, and if you if you do that on a on a repetition. Over, over years, over months, then perhaps because the personality is formed in the time, maybe in some little way, I've snuck into your DNA, <laughs> and now I, you're, mine. <laughs> you're mine. You know, I, I mean, that, it, it's, that's tongue-in-cheek, but it's a little bit like that. And, and that generation who, who did appreciate and did connect with me at a vital time of their development and are now the young adults having their own children, mm-hmm. those are the Fredheads. Those are the, these, these beautiful people who are in their, own, in their own world, in their own direction, their own musical paths. I mean, many of the performers who, uh, who came onto this new album on Hear the Music, like the Good Lovelies, like, like, uh, like Afi, Bahamas, um, like Ron Sexsmith, you know, aware of me in that world, and they were so excited about coming into my musical 
journey. So it's uh, so that's that's where the Fredhead sort of began, and they they still seem to be really keen and uh, and see this as a cool thing. Yeah, you certainly have a really uh, unique um, journey as a as a rock star. Um, being with people like from birth, basically, it, it is definitely like it is part of the DNA. I feel you, mm. other other musicians, you know, they sort of come and go. Like your interest with them, sort of sometimes they'll put on an album and you will go your separate ways with them. But I feel like because it's from childhood, it is a forever connection that you don't really get with other other musicians. That you find later in life. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So you've said that it's important to rediscover youthful exuberance. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important for adults to connect with their inner child? Oh boy, that's that's the the essence of therapy. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you, I, I've 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 had a counselor for years, and and I, I go in and, and talk about my my life and transition. I've, I've gone through through a divorce and and a new marriage and, and four children. I mean, there's lots of, of pretty complicated things in my emotional world, and uh, and and talking to to a therapist. I mean, it's a common thing, uh, talking about your or discovering your inner child, and uh, and I think because we we are affected by the things that do happen to us over a lifetime mm-hmm. where traumatic moments happen, you know, where, where somebody in your world puts such a pressure on you that it does affect you emotionally and you, you, you put up a, a barrier just to keep yourself at, at bay to stop from hurting too much and you put up that wall and you put up this wall and put up this wall and, and you finally reach adulthood and you think, why, why do I overreact to the situation which seems like 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 it doesn't make sense why I do that and then if you if you get into we're getting fairly deep here if you get into a, a therapeutic line and they say well tell tell me about your about your development where where did you grow up what happened what you know what was your relationship like with your parents or with your siblings and then all of a sudden it's Oh my goodness! There was this time when when something happened, when your your mother or father or uncle there, there was a, a verbal or sometimes tragically a physical abuse that would happen that you've sub um, that you um, what's the word but but you blocked off completely even so much that you don't even remember it until you do start digging in and then it's go go in f- figure out what that was l- live through it. And make yourself whole again, because those those things stop you from becoming the beautiful person that you are, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and and going through that that transition is is so vital. But something that I've learned along my my journey is, it's not just about the inner child, it's about the inner family, mm-hmm. because as as you've gone through your life, there's there's tragic moments. At, at different points, certainly when you hit puberty and in relationship world and and uh, and, and trying to figure out who you are and sexuality and, and contact it, it gets really complex and you get hurt and those and those things 
are really hard to deal with along the way. So you look back from your adulthood now and you say, oh yeah, I remember that relationship really sucked. How about this one? Yeah, not so good. Yeah, and, and you see these points along the way that all affected who you are as an adult. And you need to deconstruct. You need to go back and say, yeah, that was, I did, back then, I did the best I could with what I had. And you give yourself permission to grieve, to feel that pain, to feel what that was, and to let it, let it dissipate. Mm-hmm. Let, it, let it flow through you. Let it, let it go, you know. And it's hard, hard to do. But it's so important because then when you finally get to that point and it's, it's gone. I don't, I don't feel that thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I can now approach another person with vulnerability, with openness, with love mm-hmm. and say, yeah, let's, let's explore this. Let's figure out where this world is going. And also that, start breathing and meditation and all of those things happen and you, you just grow and did that answer your question? That's spectacular, <laughs> yes. That and, and more. And you're, you're, thank you so much for that. Mm. Um, my family's been going through a very difficult time because my father has MS. Mm. And it's been taking him in ways that is, is unimaginable. Yeah. It's very tough on, on a family. And so when I was seeing a therapist, one thing she said, because there was a lot of, our, we, we felt like we were unraveling and, and got, going out of control, and she said, well, why don't you connect with something as a child that made, made you feel safe and powerful, and that was my yeah. bedroom. Yeah, and yeah. she said, and what did you get to choose in that room? And I said, the color of the walls. Yeah. And she said, what was the color of the walls? And I said, it was called flamingo pink. So from then on, she said, well, you go and you wear flamingo pink. Every yeah. time you see that, be reminded that, um, mm. that, that you still have power and that you still... And then, yeah, and now, you know, approaching my 30s, like connecting with that, but then also connecting back to that family and my brothers and my family and I just yeah. having those conversations, just, just deconstructing nice. like you yeah. said. And yeah. it's been so healing. Yeah, good it's for not, you. It's That's great. easy, but... Yeah. No, it's not easy. It's a process. There's, there's a wonderful poem. It's a roomy poem called The Guest House. And it's, and it's about... Uh, it, it, if you get a chance to look it up, it's really a very powerful poem. And, and it's about uh, these unexpected guests that come to your door, whether, it's, whether it's, it's pain or suffering or anger. These things will, will come to you and, and, how, and how you approach them. And, the, and the, the guest house is welcome them in. Let them... Let them hello... I see you. I I accept this emotion, and I'm going to let it go th- go through. It's it's a very very powerful. I will poem. absolutely check yeah. that out. So working with children. So from my mm. work with children, um, just thinking about the education system in the past. You know, our our, our system has been very math focused, very literacy focused, very yeah. assessment based. But that bit about the welcoming everything, the emotional intelligence yeah. is what I like to bring into my classroom. Creating that safe space sure. 
and for the children who are just on the cusp of puberty. Yeah. So creating restorative circles and giving them an opportunity to open up and say how they're doing that day. Yeah. How are you feeling? Comment te sens-tu? Je yeah. me sens. Je me sens fâché. Je me yeah, sens. Yeah, I'm oui. feeling angry. I'm feeling Absolument. upset or I'm feeling sad, and it develops empathy within them. And some teachers are maybe have the the mind of I I don't have time for that because I've got to teach my math yeah. lesson or we've got science to do and I've got to yeah. check and check and check. But it seems like the education system is bringing more mindfulness into the into the schools. Yeah, yeah. And because you know this emotional thing, how to express themselves in a vulnerable way, sometimes isn't always taught at home. Of course, because parents are are as guarded and even more guarded and protected than uh, than the children are, and the children are are closer to the vulnerability than than the parents often are, and it's it's not easy, you know. As you say, it's really it can be really difficult to 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 be that yourself, but but it it is all about healing yourself first, and then you can, you know, don't don't try and 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 make things right for somebody else. If you haven't made it right for yourself, you know, get to your core, because the stronger person you are, then the more you have to give to somebody else, and that's that's fundamental. But um, in the in the world of of parenting, and uh, and try to balance things in the economics and and the, certainly in a urban center like Toronto, the traveling to to work and and uh, and making all those ends meet and fit. Uh, is is very very difficult, and to find find that balance in yourself, you you, you need tools, and those tools come from uh, emotional awareness, and and it, and it comes from meditation, it comes from starting the day with some mindfulness practice, even mm-hmm. a, a five minute meditation. We were at a school in Salmon Arm, uh, British Columbia, and uh, and I was was doing a, a performance, and before the performance. They, they had the, the PA system was on, you know, where where this child came on and said, uh, "Good morning, everybody. This is so and so from grade grade seven or grade eight. All right, I want you to 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 stand still for a moment. I want you to take a deep breath. You know, I want you to to think about how beautiful you are. You know, it, it, she this child guided the school through a meditative practice." And this happens every day in this school. I thought, are you kidding? How long does that take? You know, f- five minutes and all right. the kids, okay, now, hey, good to see you. know. And it changes your perspective. You you suddenly zero in. The energy and you, just Oh, the energy completely flips. And that takes no time at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then you become better learners. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're prepared to... Okay, you know, to be open to the learning process, if, if you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's so so That's vital, true. and I think more and more people are getting into that, just as a balance to the insanity. This is we live in absolute insanity. Yes. There's no there's no question to do what we do as human beings in an urban setting or anywhere is insane. Mm-hmm. To go from here to there, you know, I, I have no question. So. Balance that out for yourself. Do yourself a favor. Find five minutes a day, ten minutes a day, just to sit. Sit quietly, breathe, let whatever thoughts you're feeling flow through you, and then then get up and start your day. Amazing. Thank you. (laughs) 
Speaking it, of finding are we balance, on the same, are we on the same page? One hundred percent. We noticed uh, two of your new tracks are called Humility and Courage, mm-hmm. and those are part of the seven sacred teachings. They are absolutely. Was that a conscious choice? Oh, clearly. I, <laughs> I, I was involved with a TV series in Winnipeg called TP Tales, which is an Aboriginal-based uh, series, mm-hmm. and uh, and. Part of it, they, there were there were four ch- puppet children, two grandparents, and seven animals. The animals connecting with the spiritual laws. So, turtle is truth, eagle is love, bear is courage, wolf is humility, sabe or bigfoot is uh, is honesty, beaver is wisdom, and uh, and and so I wrote songs for these elements. I wrote songs for the children. I wrote for, songs for the grandparents and their support of the children. And, and it was this beautiful triangular uh, connecting of all these pieces. So I wrote about all those elements, and uh, and when and I and I've been sitting on these songs for for years now. Uh, and when I originally wrote them, they were only like a minute or so because that that was all that was needed for that perspective. So with when this album came along, it was the opportunity to flush them out and make them stronger, make them bigger into full, full tunes. So, courage is one of my all-time favorites. My, my wife and I, we uh, we worked on that. She's a story editor, and uh, and an actor trainer, and she, you know, got into the story of that and helped develop the lyric for that one. Uh, humility, talking about identity and who you yes. are and how you feel about you're not too big not too strong whoever you are is best of all and don't try to be someone that you're not be proud of all you've got again that whole thing let this let this grow and feel through so totally a conscious thing and but it came from that from that beginning and hold your head up also is uh, is the honesty of sabe Wonderful. I didn't. I I knew it was a conversation. Yeah. I, I asked that, but I I knew I knew that you knew. And one thing that I've told the kids too is when we're making these decisions, or if you're faced with peer pressure, then you just ask yourself: Is the decision that I'm going to make is it going to go with or against these yeah. seven these seven truths that yeah, we've yeah. learned? And if you know inside that it's going against, then there you've got your yeah. you've got your answer. Yeah. It's almost like um, a little bit of a guide to help them along. Absolutely, well. yeah. And more and more schools are uh, adopting, adapting that as their uh, as their not mantra. Well, almost a mantra for their, but their their template for behavior within the school. And you cross that line, okay? Well, let, let's let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. You you disrespected somebody, and that caused this rift in your in your communication. Let's. Uh, Let's be a little clearer about how you feel and, and treating others as you want to be treated. That's the key, really. Hopefully that leads to a whole civilization doing the same. Well, that's, yeah, that's the ultimate thought. And there's more, I mean, I see this as I, as I go through my, my beautiful journey. More and more people are, are getting into that world and are aware of the value of that. And it's, uh, it's really invigorating and, and I... And that's what keeps me optimistic and mm-hmm. positive in this world. The, the insanity is always going to be there. The confusion will be there. The greed will always be there as much as I hate that. Yeah. You know, but so, so what, how do you deal with it? How do you 
balance that. You can't just stay angry with all that. You have to find, you have to take it back in and... Mm-hmm. And breathe. Breathe. <laughs> get outside and get into nature. And that's another thing with these teachings and just incorporating First Nations into our curriculum. And just, totally. just every day. It yeah, yeah. It's not like a unit that we're doing. It's no, just no, a it's big, exact, in, exact. inclusive incorporation. Yeah, yeah. And then it allows them to then connect in, in our, even in our urban setting yeah. with the earth. And that it's not that it's... It's here for us, like to not for us, but I guess for us. But we are a part of it, and we need to take yeah. care, and we need we're to be grateful, together. and we're all in this together. Mm. And so then they allows them, it allows people, children especially, to see themselves as not just a community of wherever their school is, yeah. and not just a community of Toronto or just Canada, but as global citizens. Totally. Because that's totally. the mindset that we need to have, is yeah. we're citizens of the whole earth. And that. Yeah. And so, so in case anybody is just, you know, freaking out at home, going, our world is going to shit, you know what, we can be, we can be maybe a little bit of a, you know, what we're seeing it, we're seeing that there are some really great kids coming up, and yeah. the future's in good hands. And you give them those little, those prods... And those supports of, of what they're doing, and they feel stronger, the spine straighten up. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hold that thought for one second. Absolutely. Because I, I need to. Because I, I don't, I don't want to get up a huge parking ticket. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I've got the green pea here, so you, you can keep running oh, okay. while, while I, while I do this. This will be very, very quick. Okay. Uh, and then you can do it on your phone. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's cool? Hello, thank you, technology. Yeah, there, there's technology, one thing. Technology, like, change duration. We're not even going to get I'm into gonna, technology. I'm going to go, yes, I'll that. just go there and next. But and I already have some money in the thing. <gasps> Calculating fee? Yes, I do. <laughs> thank you. There huh? goes. <laughs> All right. So we've been talking about working with children. Uh, because that's what you do, that's what you're known for, you're automatically um, held to a higher moral standard than most musicians are. Mm. The most people. The most people, yes. Um, Scary. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have a podcast about groupies, and we're not going to ask you to spill any <laughs> secrets, but have you ever found it difficult uh, to keep the, these two sides of yourself separate? No. No, not not really. I I think because I came into this, you know, it it, it wasn't like I, I was uh, a you know a, a a weird soul before this, and suddenly I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to work I with know. children, you know. Right. But you know, and because that that would have necessitated me assuming an alter ego from who I really was, if if I was some dark soul, mm-hmm. and I had to get up for this, mm-hmm. but then after. Uh, I mean, into, into that into that pit. Um, I, I've always been a, a very sensitive, caring human being. I had a sister who was a Down syndrome child. You may have read about that. She was a huge influence in me, working with uh, physically men- mentally challenged kids, volunteering in in um, uh, treatment centers in Winnipeg, seeing how those those little threads of um, of dissent can come into a child's life that throw them off balance. You know, where a parent or somebody in a family would come come to the child and say, "You're you're, you're a waste of space. You know, you you are useless. You are not. You, if you, I would be better off if you had never been born. 
kind of thing. And and kids seeing that, feeling that. So so then, what's stopping them from being the worst? people on the planet you know so then they do bad stuff because it supports their negative self-image mm-hmm. so seeing those things and how how music could make a difference you know where where I, I i would we could sing a song we could do something that that for for a moment in their lives made them feel just a little bit better mm-hmm. you know even even for that for that blink um trusting my creativity that it could go there that it had the ability to cross that line was uh, I mean, I mean a, a, a huge awakening for me the, uh, the one of the first concerts I ever did after the Cat Came Back record was produced in 1978-79 I was at the University of Manitoba and uh, and I'd, I'd sold a, you know a stack of records. It was vinyl time. Those were falling off the shelves. It was a, a, a really vibrant turning point. That was the beginning of, of that level of the career. And there was a, a mother or a woman at the back who was waiting for me to finish with everybody else. And, and then we we I went over and said hello. And she said hi. She says I have a story to tell you. She says my my family. I have I have my husband and three kids. We, we bought your record, we love the record, and my youngest child, four years old, was in hospital with a brain tumor. We took a, a, a tape recorder, a record player, into the, into the room with, with her, and we played the music, and we bonded through this music, and, and my child, you know, passed away. And, uh, and she wanted me to know how important that was to her family, and that that was like that. There was benchmark number one. It was, I, I felt all this stuff before working with kids, but here, after a performance, was there. Here's here's what you can aspire to, you know. This is this is a high calling, to be given that opportunity, that blessing, to to be able to touch somebody, a family, to that level was. Okay, I'm in. Come on, you know. And those, and that, that kind of thing has, has just come to me, like a hundredfold over the years. People sharing their stories, telling me how they feel, bringing that together, honoring each other in that level. Amazing. Mm, has everybody's heart? <laughs> yeah. Okay, right from the beginning. Thank you. Thank um, you. One. I guess one kind of last thing, not that we're going to go easy on you, but um, I listened, I think I sent it to you, listened to it too, an interview uh, with Iggy Pop on his 70th birthday. And did the interviewer started with this question, but we figured we'd <laughs> save it because we didn't want to be that mean well, to I, you. I think I appreciate it, but okay, no, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll reserve judgment until after the question. So she said Iggy, but we'll say Fred. Are you happy? Happy? That was the question. That's a, that's a good that's a good question. I am if it's possible to be more than happy. I I I I love life. I love being able to do what I do. I have a a, a new love in my life. And she's she's fabulous, and we communicate on a 
on the most wonderful level. You know, she she's she's Buddhist, and meditation is part of that. And and we 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 communicate in in the in the best possible way. So answer is yes. I am a very happy person, and thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for making so many of us happy. Uh, yeah. You really are. You're almost like family. Mm. You were so part of our childhood. Thank you. It's true. Well, in 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 a way, that's that's none of my business. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I really appreciate you saying that, mm-hmm. but I I I do what I do because I feel it's positive. I mm-hmm. feel it's strong. If if you take that in and 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 elevate that to to a level of positivity within you that's uh that's the best i could ever hope for you're fabulous young people thank you (laughs) thank you so much thank you for coming on our podcast pleasure and thank you everybody for listening and definitely definitely listen to fred's new album (laughs) it is wonderful and you can hear two out of the seven sacred teachings there and you work with some amazing artists such as basi boulay and and ron sex smith so yeah alex cuba the good lovelies Many, many, many. Great for any age. Thank you. That's a beautiful compliment. Okay. And thank you, everybody, for listening. See you next time. Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to season one, we are thrilled to announce the launch of season two. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you, and let's make season two even more memorable together.